Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Ah, it's a nice day out. Check this out. We're still in the forest region, so that means that the uh, the weather's actually pretty nice. You can hear the birds chirping, bright blue sky. There's a little bit of wind in the trees. That's one of the things about Fallout 76 that sets it apart from the other Fallout games, is that although those other games can be interesting to look at, and are significantly older, many of them. Uh, Fallout 76, the the environments are just, they can just be beautiful. They really can. Oh, you hear the, you hear the mooing? We're back to the wayward. Hey! We got some Brahmin buddies over here. Hanging out. Bessie. Okay. Uh, she's talking about how I breathe. You're welcome to say hi, but try not to spook the cattle. Got enough to do around here without having to run after him. So this is uh, G-Day, I think is how you pronounce his name. J-I-D-E. I called him Jide the first time I, I spoke to him, but I, I think that's absolutely incorrect. He, he hangs out here at the Wayward, uh, usually on the outside. The Wayward welcomes all comers, unless you're planning to break something. Then we've got trouble. Yeah, I'm not planning to break something. But uh, we're back at the Wayward today, friends. Welcome back to the show. We are going to learn more about... Mort and Soul. So let's head on in here and we're going to say hi to everybody. See what's going on. Oh, the the room is creaky. Did you hear all that? Polly's still here at the front. Polly, hey. How you doing? Polly still doesn't want to talk. I wish I wish Polly had more things to say. Oh, I just totally knocked over the hat rack. Uh, that might, that's my bad. We've got some people hanging out in here again. There's Mort. Hey, Mort. Did you hear? Someone found the damn treasure and it turns out to be gold. Spoilers! How useless is that? A capel of snack cakes would be more productive. Ah, someone else's problem. But what's going on? Hey, buddy. I'm, uh, doing a podcast. I'm gonna talk about you to a bunch of people. Uh, n- nothing really. I'm just, you know. Just walking around saying hi to everybody. Soul's here too. Hey, Soul. So, they weren't lying after all. There is a treasure in Appalachia. Wonder what that'll mean for us. Anyway, what's up? What's up, Soul? Uh, did you hear somebody drinking very loudly in my left ear? Yeah, this patron over here. He's, uh, he's got a haircut that looks a lot like he should be in the Brotherhood. But yeah, we're back at this location. We're hanging out here at the, at the Wayward. I thought maybe we would take a walk down the down the way a little bit. Here, we'll walk back outside while we do this so we don't interrupt everybody. Bye, everybody. We're going back outside. But, uh, I thought, you know what? There's so much more to talk about here. And there are some spoilers. There's We're going to talk about a few little spoilers with Mort and Soul. So, I guess be prepared for that if uh, this isn't something that you've played through before. But, we'll get into the details. And here we are. We're back outside again. Yeah, it's just too much of a nice day. I can't... I don't understand why all these people would be sitting inside on a day like this. Oh, it is getting a little more cloudy, though. 
I can see. So uh, maybe there's a storm brewing. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to head indoors. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna head inside, and then I'll see you on the other side, and we'll talk a little bit more about Morty and Soul. With a name like Mordecai McCoy, you would probably go by a nickname as well. Mordecai McCoy. There's a lot of M's and C's going on there. A lot of O sounds as well. And uh, that's why most people call him Morty. And we just met him in The Wayward, but there's some dialogue I definitely want to show you before we get into this. Uh, First of all, there's this line right here. Check this out. But ever since I turn, there's always this nagging feeling just at the back of my mind that I will have to feast on humans. Seriously? Nothing? Shit. I thought it was funny. Overall, though, being a ghoul makes bag. Can't say I'd recommend it as a lifestyle choice. Yeah, that's the voice of Jason Mewes, who you might recognize from uh, movies like... hmm, Mall rats or clerks. Uh, he's he's one of the the two. Well, I guess the speaking half of the duo of Jay and Silent Bob. And I guess Bob talks sometimes, but not usually. He's usually the one doing the talking. So if you're a fan of that stuff, then you will recognize the voice. Also, one thing to note here is that Morty's voice isn't as gruff as many different ghouls' voices are, and it's not explained. But my headcanon for this is that he's a younger ghoul. He's not several hundred years old. He's somebody who has turned recently due to the events of the Great War happening within just the last few decades. And maybe his voice hasn't degraded to the point where he sounds gruff like many of these other ghouls do. He also maintains most of his hair. He's his face is definitely ghoulified. He's missing his nose. His skin is peeling off and blistered or or just you know, odd looking. Uh, it's got that, you know, that burned look, that sort of thing. But the rest of his his body doesn't seem as decomposed as much, I guess you could say, or at least his hair. And uh, I don't know. I guess most of him is. He dresses nice, though. He wears he wears a, uh, you know, slacks and a vest and a white collared shirt. And he's He's a pretty cool guy. He's he's the kind of guy who hangs out here at the Wayward. He, he likes kicking back a drink, talking with Duchess, and he's made himself very useful. In fact, he's made himself so so useful to Duchess, particularly, that he's willing to help out and do things around and give people advice and, and do whatever, and she usually waives his, uh, his drink fee. So he's sitting there drinking for free because he's become such a good friend and and has been so helpful. He's also the guy that you go to at the beginning of the game before you know anything about camps or mutations. Now, why is that? Why would Morty know, or Mort, I keep calling him Morty like he's part of Rick and Morty. Why would Mort know anything about camps? Camps were specifically designed to help residents of vaults survive after leaving the vaults. The word camp is actually an acronym and it, sh- it shows it in the, you know, wherever you read the, in the dialogue and stuff. It's capital C, capital A, M, P, which stands for Construction and Assembly Mobile Platform. So why would Mort 
know what camps do. Did he come from a vault? Is this some piece of lore that we didn't know and somehow he got irradiated? Maybe he was one of the more dangerous vaults where radiation got in. No, no. For the most part, he's uh, there's no evidence for that. But what we do know is that he is an explorer and he is somebody who is very curious about how things work and what's going on in the world. And he's made it his point to explore most of the locations at this point in the forest. He's been out and around. He gets out into the world and he makes friends. He's you would consider him an extrovert, I think. And in doing so, he came across different people. He's come across different items and and learned what's new in this world. And one of the new objects he came across was a camp. And he's put together a series of hollow tapes in order to help people learn what to do with a camp should they come across one. So check this out. We have three different holotapes about camps, and I, I wanted to share these with all of you. And then there's one about mutations as well. This is the first one. And most of these are, are holotapes. These are the kinds of things that most people just skip over in the game because they're like, yeah, 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 I understand how this works. Just let, let's move through it. But I thought these were fun. So especially with the voice acting on this. So check this out. Son of a... What tiny fist that a rat built? Oh, wait, oh, wait a second. They think it's on. It's hello? <clears throat> hello. This is Mort McCoy. And welcome to the first of Headmaster Mort's edutapes. Today we're talking about your camp. Now, former vault resident or someone who killed a vault resident, let's start off with the basics. Placing your camp. When plunking down your camp, C-A-M-P, that's an acronym, for the first time, remember to, my crap, where'd that note, uh, oh, here we go. Remember to take the lay of the land. Consider the grade of the terrain, general defensibility and proximity to your surroundings. Could that clipped edge be used to protect your flank? You bet your chops it could. Once you found the perfect spot, it's time to move on to the best part of working with your camp. Construction! Construction can be an intricate process, so a steady hand and an eye for detainment <clears throat> details. Damn, I had to get that one wrong. An eye for details are a must. You should take a moment to familiarize yourself with the camp's patented intuitive construction interface. But don't worry, we'll cover construction in gory detail in the next of Headmaster Mort's edutapes. So long. So there's a few fun things to note here. Uh, first of all, he puts on this like official voice, like welcome to the edutainment. He, he gives it some funny names and <laughs> just kind of plays it up. He's the kind of guy who I think on some level he unironically does this, but he's just kind of a goof sort of guy person. Words are hard. Uh, also, if you're the kind of person who, former vault, or somebody who killed a vault resident, here you go. This is the information you need to have. So these are these are great. And if you didn't, if you skipped over these originally, they're so fun to listen to. And I, like I said, there's three of them. This is the second one here. Get a load of this. <clears throat> Hello, dedicated listeners. 
Welcome back to Headmaster Mort's EduTapes. Today, in this second tape, we are talking construction. Now, the first step of construction is... Wait, what? Is that soda? Soda's red, right? Wait, oh. <clears throat> electing. First, electing what you're going to build. Once you've made that election, it's just three easy questions to construction success. One, is the location I've selected going to work for an object of the size and shape I'm building? Two, have I read the schematics thoroughly? And three, do I have all the required materials too? Who the hell bled on my notes? Saul! If I find out it was you, you're gonna bleed on- Whatever, whatever. Just finish, Mort. <clears throat> Short on materials? Loot the local junkyard, mills, and warehouses for parts. Missing a critical schematic? Your local vendors might have just what you're looking for. And on that note, this has been Headmaster Mort's Edutapes, Edutapes. See you again soon. Solomon, so help me, this better be jam. Where are you hiding? <laughs> I love it. Headmaster Mort. And, um, He's <laughs> he's he's a hilarious guy. Like the the fact that he has to rein himself back in. Uh, whatever, just finish Mort. He pulls himself back into it. Also, you'll notice on that one that the sound quality was better. The for I would have pulled the first tape directly from the audio source that you can find online. That is the it's basically people have pulled the files directly out but the file i found was actually cut off after like the first or second sentence so i had to go get the actual audio from inside the game and in the game it's it's playing on your you know on your pit boy so it has the extra sound effects on top of it which is interesting because i hadn't i hadn't realized that the game creates extra processing to make it sound like the thing it's playing on i thought that it was probably just part of the original sound file to have those sound effects on it already, but it's actually something the game does because clearly this was a much more audible, much more clearly recorded and you know, like the original probably from the, the sound room before the processing of the game it, you know, a little bit, a little bit meta stuff, but there you go. So that's the second tape about camps. And then we've got this third one about powering the camps. So check this out. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to Headmaster Mort's final tape in the camp series, Powering Your Camp. After listening to the second tape, you should already be well-trained enough to build a generator. If you haven't yet done so, I'll wait. Hi, dude. Dude. Dude, dude, dude. Ah. I do, dude, dude, dude. Ah, screw it. All right, I, I'll assume you nailed it. Now, generators are the heart of your camp power system. Once your generator is built, all you need to do is connect it to the object that needs power with a wire. Though, be aware your wire will need a clear, unobstructed path to establish and maintain a direct connection. Some objects, however, like simple light bulbs, do not require a direct connection. All you need to do is run a wire from your generator to a power pylon. Place the power pylon near your lights, then voila, let there be lights. Well, this has been Headmaster Mort's Camp Construction Holotapes. Please check back with Headmaster Mort himself at The Wayward to learn more about his other exciting courses, including Mort, can I still eat this? And Mutations, am I a monster now? 
and thanks again for listening. Ha! Nailed it. <laughs> so the um the little song he sings out there, the dude, a dude, a dude, do da or whatever he was saying. I'm pretty sure he's a fan of jazz. That sounds like a like a jazz kind of like a jazzy. I don't know melody line of some sort. So there's that. And uh, also I love how this explains that like you don't need to plug the actual lights in. You just have to put the lights close enough to a power source, which is a video game convenience. So you don't have to just keep stringing wires everywhere. And anybody who's played Fallout 76 or Fallout 4 who's messed with this probably figures this stuff out. But he notes it in this holotape, which is great. And then at the end, he mentions two other things. Mort, can I still eat this? And mutations, am I a monster now? There is a mutations tape, and we're going to listen to that next, but I am particularly interested in this Mort, can I eat this, or can I still eat this, uh, whatever that is. I, it doesn't exist. It's not something you can find in the game, as far as I know. There's no hollow tape for it. But man, that would be great. I want a Mort tape where he talks about the food that you can still eat or can't and what it'll do to you. That sounds awesome. But let's say you have some questions about mutations because mutations are new to Fallout 76. Well, don't worry. Mort is there to help you out. Welcome back, faithful students, to the latest of Headmaster Mort's Edutapes, Edutapes. In this segment, the item actively festering in so many of us mutations. Prolonged or extreme exposure to radiation can affect the human body in a plethora of different ways. Skeletal degeneration. Growths where you didn't have growths before. Your outer layer of skin leaving you like it's some kind of scumbag X. Jessica. <clears throat> Sorry. Occasionally, however, these mutations will also unlock previously unknown potential inside the recipients. Your very own Headmaster Mort that is me, is now completely immune to further radiation exposure thanks to his mutation. We at the Mort Institute have also heard reports of increased mental cognition and empathy, heightened strength, and even the development of defensive electrical discharge. Wait, what? Seriously, Duchess? Dude, I think someone's pulling your leg. Whatever. Now I know what you're thinking. Headmaster, having my own pair of razor-sharp talons is great. But, what if I just want to live like a normal human being again? Well, luckily there's a clear solution. Good old-fashioned, right away. Consuming a right away or two will usually clear up any mutation symptoms, allowing you to return to your previous, dull, unmutated self. Now, there's a question that may cross your mind once you've acquired mutation. Mort. Does this make me a monster? And let me be definitive here. No, you're not a monster because of your mutation. We're all so much more than what's inflicted on us, mutant or otherwise. All of us have experienced loss, desperation, regret, just to be alive today. Those things can change us as much as hugging an open reactor core can. But what we do with those challenges, with the lives we've all had thrust upon us, that's where humanity lies. You only become a monster if you let the world make you one. And with that, we conclude today's lesson on mutations. Tune in again soon for Headmaster Mort's next thrilling eduventure. Thanks again for listening.
edgy tapes edgy tapes edgy tapes these are so good and you can tell that like duchess helped write these because they're trying to help out travelers who are getting to the wayward understand what's going on and uh there's a few other notes in here he's going through the list of things like the things you could suffer but also the things you could get and then he's like surprised by what duchess adds in about the whole electrical discharge thing he's like what no even though like he's turned into a ghoul (laughs) He resists radiation naturally now. But these are, I think these are wonderful ways of getting this information out there because if you're interested in listening and you want to be immersed and hear somebody explain it in a fun way, it totally works. And if you want to just skip over it, you can skip over it. And I'm, I have a feeling most of you probably did, which is why I'm playing it here because you got time to listen to it now and enjoy it. These things are awesome. So we're going to take a quick break and thank our patrons and we will be right back. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office, or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. We get to thank our newest patron, Skylar C. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you to everybody who helps support the show and keeps it going. All 75 of you currently. And a big shout out to all of our Sentry Bots, Dylan R., Larry D., and Leonard M. Thank you so much to all of you for your support. And if you haven't checked out the Patreon yet, if this show is helping you get through your workday or your commutes or just making your day better, then go check it out. See if you see what a few bucks will get you. A few bucks goes a long way to help support me and make sure that this can keep going. And it gets you some cool stuff. So you get ad free episodes. You can get stickers or T-shirts. You can join us on future episodes. And speaking of that. We're coming up on the end of March already, and next week is coming real fast. Tuesday the 28th, we usually do these on the last Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So if you would like to join us, or if you are current patrons, tier four or higher, then come join us. Let's discuss what to talk about, because it's coming up soon. So 
that's what we got for the Patreon. Thank you to all of you for your support. Also, if you'd like to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it out on a future episode of the show. We don't have any new ones this week, but I do have a note here. One of the things that they've changed on Spotify is you can still rate the show, which is extremely helpful. But you can also answer questions on individual episodes like, what did you think of this episode? And there's a default question that shows up on the newest episodes. So if you would like to leave a positive comment on there and say something really nice about the show, that would help a ton as uh, as well. I, people will read those. They'll see it on the app. Um, it's They're slowly updating each of everyone's apps and adding the feature in. It showed up on mine. I know some people it hasn't shown up on yet. But go check it out if you listen on Spotify and you want to leave a positive comment. Now, due to the volume of that and those being individually, you know, specific to each show, there's no way I'll be able to pull all of those up and read all of them on each episode. I have a feeling that number would be too much. So I can't promise to read them out on the show, but it would help a ton. All right. That's what we got going on. Thank you again. And let's get back to the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So we're back and we're still talking about Mort. There's only a few other details about Mort. Uh, most of it has to do with the situation with Batter, the, the guy who's holding up the wayward with a gun when you get there. And Mort is trying to creep up behind him. He's clearly a brave individual. He's, you know, he knows his way around the wasteland, even though he's kind of a goof. He knows what's going on. And there's some situations that can play out with the free radicals, the group that batters a part of the the people who are this kind of semi sort of raider group that's looking for the treasure that he mentioned at the beginning, which, by the way, spoilers, Mort. Um, but uh, things can play out slightly differently. Uh, he can be chained up at one point, depending on some of your choices. But it isn't super broad in the options that play out. And the dialogue is fairly limited. We don't learn a, ter- a ton about him. We, we don't really know much about his life before the bombs dropped or who he really is outside of somebody who hangs out and is a friend with Duchess. That's about it for Mort. Now there's Sol, who is the other guy who hangs out at this location. But the first time you get to the wayward, he is not there. He's part of a quest line that you have to go through in order to save him. He and the Protectron, Polly, are in Golly Mine. And they were attacked by a bunch of ghouls. And Saul is wounded when you come across him. And Polly's head has been removed. And this leads you on to a, a, a string of quests where you have to get a new body for Polly, and that body doesn't necessarily have to be an Assaultron. You can put an Assaultron head back on some other things. In fact, for a little while after you save her head, uh, it's on the top of a bottle. <laughs> so, but it still works. It's just not connected to the rest of a body. And the, so here's the thing with Saul. Saul believes that there's more to Polly than just being a robot. Now, Duchess was treating Polly like like a robot, like a tool, and not in a tool in like, oh, you're such a tool, that kind of way, but as just a, a device, something that worked in the area around them and helped take care of things and was programmed to do work, right? Sol didn't feel that way about Polly. Now, maybe that's because of the Assaultron's curvy body type, or maybe there was something else going on developing in Polly's personality. We've seen this before, and with Assaultrons, 
that sometimes they can deviate from their programming and grow beyond it. In fact, we've seen this with other robots as well, not just Assaultrons. So which one was it? Well, there might be some evidence for Polly feeling or at least having feelings. And uh, this is all very tough to define when it comes to you know, robots and humans. We've talked about this a lot. This, the, how do you determine if the thing that you're seeing is feeling or is just programmed to react a certain way, right? Like the whole concept of synths, are they really humans? Do they really have feelings? Do they not? From an outside perspective, it's almost impossible to tell, but we can relate to some of the things that they do and see if that looks like something that seems like feelings or emotions or self-awareness. Now, we do know that when Saul and Polly were down in the mine and they were attacked, Polly went nuts trying to protect Saul. Saul went down, was injured, and Polly took out numerous of these feral ghouls before eventually being beheaded. And then, of course, you having to go save each of them and and go through the quest line stuff. So does that mean that she... If she's a she, I think she might identify as a she. She has a female sounding name, a female looking kind of body, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she identifies as she, but they tend to call her a she. And in fact, Saul says that there's a, a lot more in her. He can see a real lady in her. So it seems that between the two of them, she identifies as a she. And I know this is a little bit meandering, but it's it's kind of tough to explain, right? Like this is, this is some, some interesting, weird bits, right? Now this all comes to a head when you have to go get a body back for her. And I'm not going to spoil that one because there are definitely some fun, uh, options when you get back into the city and you find some location, a specific location where you can choose a body, depending on how well you can negotiate the situation or steal it or whatever. So, uh, go through and definitely play that on your own. Now, is there anything else we know about Saul specifically? Well, he's probably in his early twenties. He's fairly young. He's a little rough around the edges. And in fact, there is one rare situation that can occur between Saul and Duchess. If you happen to be there right at the right time, Duchess walks up and says, you know, I appreciate what a fine marksman you are, right? And the work that goes into that. And Saul says, uh-oh, what I do wrong? And Duchess says, next time you're honing those skills of yours, do you mind taking it further up the river, out of the range of our guest's quarters? And Saul says, oh, God, no one was hurt, were they? And Duchess says, not this time. Just take it up the road from now on. And Saul says, of course, of course, Duchess. <laughs> so he's just like we all are at younger ages, a little bit less aware of the world around him and how he's impacting other people. And I guess some of us never really grow out of that. That That's true. Even even if you are mm, older and uh, related through marriage, um, we won't get into that story. So, yeah, so that's basically Mort and Sol and the two main companions for Duchess. I would love, I would love, love, love expansions on these characters 
other quest lines. I'm hoping we, we get these updates to Fault 76 that add in variations to events or a new fun little location with some new characters and some other fun things to do or a big event to go, you know, jump in with a bunch of people like the pit. We get those kinds of things. Those are the kinds of updates we've gotten over the last few years. I would love more story content. And I know a lot of people have been asking for that as well. So I would, here's a recommendation. Get some of these voice actors back in, write in a fun new little thing that can happen with Mort or soul or Duchess, because after this point, and I, my assumption when I got here originally, when Wastelanders came out and I got here and I, I met all of these characters and I went through all these quests was that Duchess especially would be a character that would show back up later in the story. Usually that's the way this stuff is written out, but she doesn't. The overseer does. This is connected to the overseer's camp and leading you in the right direction to find the overseer and follow her trail and all of that. And that stuff plays out. And then there's the update with the the settlers and the crater raiders and all of that. And there's a lot of different things that can play out with those groups. And then there's definitely other groups you meet as well. People from the Brotherhood. Uh, responders, a number of other groups that kind of play into things. Uh, Rose, for example, we do lots of stuff with Rose, even from the beginning. She was there before Wastelanders. But Duchess and Mort and Soul don't really show up again. I mean, you can come back to this location and visit them and, you know, just see what, see who's hanging around. But that's about it. This location ends up being one of those places that's just not that valuable to go to or you don't really have any good reason it would be really cool to get some some side quests and maybe see these characters show up in other places. I don't know that that can happen. You can show back up at, at this location and Mort isn't there necessarily. And then all of a sudden he's back. But outside of that, they don't they don't travel very much. They don't really do a whole lot of other things to expand on some of the that feeling that this is a living world would be wonderful. And I know that they have the capability to do that. They can code these kinds of things into the game. So just a little, a little, Hey, maybe this would be cool to add and see what you guys think too. Let me know your thoughts on this. And of course, join us on the discord, share some thoughts and uh, thank you again for hanging out and for being here. And we'll see you next week with the patron episode. So stay safe until then. Be good out there. See y'all later. Bye everybody. Plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.